Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. New York is making an effort to become a hub for the nascent offshore wind industry as part of its ambitious renewable energy rollout and climate targets. But now, the developers of the state's offshore wind projects are saying they might not be able to move forward without additional public funding. And they're looking to taxpayers to help ease the burden. So today, Politico's Marie French breaks down why New York's offshore wind projects are now in doubt, the impact on the state's climate goals, and how this is part of a broader trend within the offshore wind industry. It's Monday, July 10th. So offshore wind developers in New York are requesting uh, higher subsidies, basically, for their projects to move forward. They're saying that with inflation, driven in part by the invasion of Ukraine, by Russia, and also some you know broader economic implications from COVID, they can't make the economics pencil out anymore for these projects, especially the ones where the contracts might have been awarded several years ago at this point. Got it. And the rub is that this request would actually increase costs for electricity users. So how are the companies, you know, you mentioned a couple of ways, but how are they kind of justifying this request and explaining the need for it when, you know, again, it would increase costs for for people? They're basically saying, you know, even though it, it would, you know, increase their payments and those costs would all be passed along to utility rate payers in New York, that this is a better path forward for the state to still meet its offshore wind targets. And, you know, even if the state decided, okay, we're not going to do these projects, we're not going to comply with this request, other projects that would bid in would, you know, have a longer timeline and might also still have higher costs than the adjustment that the developers here are asking for. Right. And how seriously do these requests, you know, cast doubt on the viability of the projects themselves? And also, as you mentioned, I mean, achieving New York's ambitious climate goals, of course, depend heavily on offshore wind. Is that right? Yeah, so so New York's uh, goals of being, you know, net zero by 2050 and having a zero emissions electricity sector by 2040 are are heavily dependent on, um, you know, building out these offshore wind projects. There's also the 70% renewable by 2030 goal, which does rely in part on these projects actually being completed on time. So they're definitely uh, very important to those goals. And the state also has a statutory, you know, nine gigawatt of offshore wind by 2035 goal that these projects are about uh, in total, I think, 3.3 gigawatts. Right. And the Biden administration, of course, has its own ambitious offshore wind goals. And New York is a part of that. What happens in New York and Interior Secretary Deb Holland did visit New York last week to talk about offshore wind. What was her message? Yes, yeah, so she she came to Albany and had a closed press roundtable with, you know, some of the sort of education officials and local electeds and some community groups. And largely the takeaway from her was was very positive. You know, she came out and she said, you know, this is a she was heartened sort of to see the the engagement from everyone in New York. And I also spoke to, you know, a a New York official who was part of that discussion who said, you know, they did manage to convey a message that there is some concern about the industry's financial footing 
and that um, they're also, you know, they want to make sure that both the state and the federal government are working together to sort of address those near-term issues with the financial strain. Right. And you note in your story that onshore renewable developers in New York are also planning to make a similar request as offshore developers have. And just more broadly, in other states, we're seeing offshore wind developers make similar requests or move to rebid contracts. So why is this trend happening? So I think this you're largely seeing a, you know, just impacts of inflation. And the developers are kind of in part blaming sort of just the long lead time that these projects have taken, right? I mean, some of these contracts were awarded, you know, in 2018 or earlier, 2019 even. Um, So it's taken a long time to get some of these projects permitted, constructed, to even get to sort of the interconnection phase. So I, I think that's sort of one of the drivers here. And has has New York indicated or, or leaned at all as far as how they're thinking about this request from offshore wind developers? Well, the Public Service Commission has requested comments on the petition. And that's very notable because the Public Service Commission has no obligation to when these types of petitions are filed to take action. So the fact that they've put them out for public comment and said, you know, we want to hear from from everybody, you know, ratepayer advocates, uh, environmental groups, other de- competing developers about what they think of these requests kind of indicates that they're they're taking it very seriously. Also, the Interior Department is drafting language into a new rule that would allow companies holding offshore oil leases to convert them to allow the acreage to be used to store carbon dioxide instead. That's what a department official confirmed to Politico, and it's a move that could potentially speed up sequestration of millions of tons of greenhouse gas. The new language would be included in a draft rule proposal on carbon capture and sequestration policy Interior plans to release later this year. Interior's Bureau of Ocean Energy Management last year identified more than 23,000 depleted oil and gas reservoirs in the Gulf, and those sites have the potential to store carbon dioxide transported via pipeline from the shore. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.